kind of start with a riddle. What lives with you, but you cannot see, looks at you, but does not talk. Here's my answer. I live with an alien. That's my close quarters story. In 1983, I was on a road trip. I had a Honda four-door. I had $200 to my name. A bat, a career in outdoor recreation. Uh, and a job in Lander, Wyoming. And one morning, I woke up with a sore throat. I um, didn't take up much of it. I was 22. I could run a mile in five minutes. I could climb big mountains. I could swim two miles nonstop and bike 50 miles. I was immortal. <laughs> this is what I thought. I uh, got to the job, and uh, the town was tired. It was a very tired place. Uh, the steel mill had closed. The um, country was in a recession. The school I was working in for was sort of in the gold rooms. A bunch of single guys drinking a lot of alcohol, wondering where all the women were. Landed to Wyoming. Um, they weren't there. Uh, uh, and I was selling adventure, but not having it. I was sort of making do, but I really wasn't ha too happy. And this sore throat just got worse. Eventually, um, I, the better, my better judgment got a hold of me, and I went to the doctor, you know, the ER, and they said, well, here's some penicillin, come back in 10, years, 10 days. And like a good 22-year-old, I took the penicillin and went back in a month, because it was a short this kept getting worse and worse and worse. And really, I, and I was scared. I mean, that was the other part. I, was, I remember leaving at one point a friend's house and just breaking out in tears. Um, and we were both sort of shocked. You don't do that when you're 22 years old. And I didn't know why, uh, but the reality was my little friend, my little alien friend inside me, was growing, and that's what I was scared of. Well, um, eventually, uh, my mentor at the school um, said that I better go back, um, and so I did. And um, uh, the doctor poked around and uh, eventually found um, found the alien, and it was a little ulcer in the back of my tongue, and it was a tumor. And um, you know, he, you know. Those moments in your life like that, we all have them, are, are, are sort of like uh, the North American continent doing a body slam on you. And you're just like, what? And you, so I walked away you know, back to the, the Christmas party of the, of the organization, sort of dumbstruck. And the next day, me and my young friend were on the plane back home, a planned trip back to the Midwest for Christmas, um, on codeine, because they took a biopsy. And I... Um, I got home and my dad met me at the airport. He said, you know, being a good Midwesterner, he said, well, we could go to the doctor or we could go to a basketball game. What do you want to do? <laughs> okay, we'll go to the basketball game, Dad. <laughs> there wasn't much choice, really. Uh, so, uh, and then we got home, and it was Christmas Eve, and we got home, and um, uh, the message was on the machine, and uh, Aileen had a name. I was by myself, carcinoma. And the doctor on the machine, of course, tells me all the bad stuff that's going to happen to me. It's a long message, you know, saying, you know, like in percents and how bad things were really, you know, looking. And I thought, I'm going to back to Lander, Wyoming and get it operated on. Right. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Uh, so the next day, we were on the plane, and probably the last time my dad ever embarrassed me was, you know, in Chicago when he flashes his veterinary doctor card and says, <laughs> This is a medical emergency. We have to go on this plane right now. I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, at the time, I, I, I probably, you know, also realized things were changing. That was the first time. Like, like okay, 
you know, it's um, a moment when you see your dad's spirit. It's a real idol. Um, so we got to the Mayo Clinic, and instead of a battlefield, it was a, a mecca of kindness, an amazing place. And um, you know, this is 1983, I don't think the HMO was back then. But anyway, it's a great place. Doctors are great, but they're realistic. They're like, listen, we're going to operate on you. Um, we're going to cut you from your belly button to your chin, wide open. And um, uh, if we're going to build, uh, take samples, and we'll know if we got it all. If we don't get it all, you've got to go through radiation and chemo. We've got to wire your jaw shut. And by the way, you probably won't live. <laughs> you know, you might live a year or two, but the chances are pretty small. So that's, you know, okay, so, you know, the North American continent just hit me, right? So now, Europe and Asia just hit me from the other side. And then you're sort of, you know, wide-eyed, going, oh my God, you know, and, and, and it's just sort of un unreal. Uh, so they, op they operated, and um, I woke up, and I knew when I woke up my prognosis, because I would, I, I, if, if they had to, if it was bad, they'd wire my jaw shut, because they'd have to radiate. If it was good, I could, I could move, and I, I, could, and I, I remember they put me, the, 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 the intensive care was, uh, the window was open, and I, I didn't, uh, um, and uh, when you're, this is between Christmas and New Year's, and the only people there are people that aren't doing too well, um, and so they stuck me, and I was fine, but, but they stuck me by the nursing station, where my mom could sit there and watch me, and uh, I just started to smile, because when I, I, I woke up, I could move my jaw, and I knew right then that the prognosis was pretty good. Um, so I went on, and I, I spent two weeks there. I had a lot of, lot of funny stories um, about, you know, it's a teaching hospital, right? I mean, there's a lot of 22-year-old women there, single, right? And they really want to help you. And, uh, and I was the only one that was up at night, because you know, we didn't have cable, so the only good television was at night, so I'd like hang up with party all night, sort of, and, you know, as well as I could. Um, and eventually I... Um, I left, and, I, and life started to come back. You know, I got my speech back. I got, I was able to get back to running and climbing and doing the things I love. But and I thought it was done. You know, when they say, "Okay, it's done, it's done," the aliens gone. I don't live with it anymore. Great, fantastic. But that's not really true. And to this day, I'm very thankful when I um, when I have a sore throat, it doesn't go away for a couple of days. You know, until like all of a sudden, okay, oh, 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 and then it goes away. Um, or when um, a little boy walks up to me, and it's always five-year-old boys. They walk up to me, Mr., what's wrong with your speech? And mom runs up and goes, shh, don't do that. Um, and I'm like, no, no, that's okay, you know, now don't chew tobacco, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a little lecture about tobacco and all the bad things, and they're like, oh, okay. And, I, and so that to this day, I, I, I also am thankful because I get to appreciate life every day. And I appreciate everything that comes with it. Thank you very much and happy. Thank you.